The customer is always right. We hear this phrase a lot when it comes to businesses, stores, and our economy in general. The customer is always right. It means that everything is directed toward and for the benefit of the customer or the consumer. Because customers, in this sense, determine what companies sell, how they operate, and what they look like. Because if the customer doesn't like what they're getting, what they're hearing, or what they're seeing, they can leave, in a sense, and take their hard-earned money and go elsewhere. And as we know, because of this, companies try to please customers. They try to please us, the consumer. And as a society, we, we like this. This is really good. People are kind of making sure our needs are met for a change. It's really, really nice. Uh, they have to win us over, in a sense. Everyone likes people trying to compete for our attention and compete for our money, because then, generally, they give us what we want. Again, people trying to make us happy, trying to get our business. The focus is on us. We can then want good things. We can want good service. We can demand it, even. Or we can take our dollar and spend it elsewhere. We have to be careful that we don't become too demanding, impatient, or greedy for comfort or greedy for convenience. Because too often, customers can very easily think that they are the ones who are being served, that they are always right, that their needs, are, that their needs should always be accommodated for. And I think we get a very good example of this in our gospel today. Because James and John, I think, somehow had become consumers of the gospel. Somehow they saw in that moment that everything sort of revolved around them. Somehow Christ was doing everything just for them. And that if they didn't like what Christ was doing, they could, in theory, go elsewhere. They're very, very entitled in this passage. Now, they wanted to sit at Christ's right and at his left. And not only were they consumers, they were demanding ones at that. They were not the type of people that Christ wanted them to be in this moment. You know, Christ had previously said in the gospel, ask, seek, knock, but do so with humility. There is very little, if any, humility in the actions of James and John. Uh, you know, what do we hear instead from them? Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. It's a pretty bold thing to ask God. Rather arrogant, I think. They're kind of entitled and they're extremely demanding. In this moment, they clearly wanted to be served rather than to serve Christ. They felt that Christ should be doing more for them or that he could do more and so he should. They were very much consumers of the gospel. And rightly so, Christ puts them in their place as this passage continues. He tells them, whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant. And further, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And now, from our perspective, 2,000 years later, we could look at this and say, good job, Jesus. Yes, absolutely. They deserve that. Put them in their place. That was absolutely justify what you did. They were bad. That was very good job, Jesus. Very good. But I think we have to look in the mirror on this one, too. 
because we live in a very consumer-centered society. And I think, unfortunately, that attitude has crept into the church, too. Because there are a lot of Catholics, a lot of us, actually, can at times act like demanding consumers in our faith sometimes. You know, we could, it could be manifested in a number of different ways. That our faith or our liturgy should be entirely centered around us. That we're always right. That the faith should be centered around us. Or that Christ or the church should bend to our tastes or else we go elsewhere. And if you think priests are immune from this, think again. We can sometimes place unrealistic demands on our parishioners or uh, go to our boss, a.k.a. the bishop, and say, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. So no one is immune from this, no matter their state in life or their position in the church. None of us is immune from being a demanding consumer in our faith at times. No one is immune to wanting to be served rather than to serve. After all, the expression cafeteria Catholics had to come from somewhere. It's very easy to become customers or consumers in our Catholic faith and how we relate to God. I think the remedy to this, though, brothers and sisters, is an attitude of service rather than one of entitlement. You know, I, I, I think of that famous phrase from John F. Kennedy, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I think we need maybe a church version of that. Ask not what Christ and the church can do for you. Ask what you can do for the church and do for Christ. Because obviously, James and John in this gospel had it wrong. Uh, they were very much looking for what Christ could do for them. After all, you know, he was the one who could get them a good seat in heaven, who could get them eternal honors and glory and be able to have all, everything they ever wanted in heaven. And instead, instead of this, though, they should have asked simply, what can I do for Christ rather than what can Christ do for me? And thankfully, James and John would get this message eventually because of the 12 apostles, James was the very first one of them to be martyred. And then even later on, in the, we hear in the scriptures, John, as he was writing his gospel, his letters in the book of Revelation, was exiled on the island of Patmos for many, many years, endured great suffering at the end of his life, even though he never uh, shed his blood for Christ. Both of them would eventually realize the, uh, where they needed to be, that they needed to serve Christ and serve the church rather than to let the church serve them. So brothers and sisters, we need to serve rather than to be served. We need to be disciples rather than demanding consumers. I think it's important, I think we should, at this Mass in particular, ask ourselves, where do I like to be served in my faith? Where am I a consumer rather than a disciple? Let's ask that question at this Mass in particular today with great humility before God. And like James and John, may we be able to turn our Catholic consumerism into service to God, to the gospel, and to others.